Welcome to the Unconquered Podcast. One of the issues with our team right now is, is, is mental toughness, uh, discipline, and, and uh, execution. Blame no one. Make no excuses. Do something. Welcome back to the Unconquered Podcast, everybody. I know it's been a busy week with several episodes released, but I got one more for this week, and that is the Boise State Preview can't go into the game without uh, a full preview. We're now in season mode. Before we get to the actual preview, though, I want to thank my first sponsor, and that is EPR Creations. As I've explained before, EPR Creations partners with small businesses, with universities, with large businesses, with individuals for website development, branding, online strategy planning, SEO, search engine optimization, all sorts of stuff. If you have any online needs or if you want uh, want to, to get a better, better brand out there for whatever product or whatever small business you're working on, give EPR Creations a call. They do the best job in the business and they do it very affordably. Let them know that you heard about them from the Unconquered Podcast. All right. Well, the season is here. So we no longer have to think about the last Florida State football that we saw, which was 2018. We can put that behind us. That's flushed. The new bowl streak begins in 2019. So a few preliminary considerations. I was getting ready to record this episode, and then I learned I got a text that, uh, hey, it looks like they're moving the game to Tallahassee. It's going to be early uh, early afternoon game in Tallahassee. Like started paying attention a little bit about... 40 minutes after that happened, uh, got confirmation by someone actually having been able to confirm it with a better source before me, and they posted it on, on Twitter. It's like, oh, wow, this is really happening. So the game has been moved to Tallahassee, and I tell you what, I feel awful for those who set up tailgates and you know events and all of that in Jacksonville and put in all that work and money into those things. I mean, I know that... Uh, uh, Bud and Elliot the, the, uh, from over at the Knollcast, and I know uh, James Coleman. Uh, you know the, the, they they've all they all had some pretty cool events going, and and I feel terrible that that stuff uh, has ultimately had to get canceled. But um, and you know I know a number of my listeners are probably going to be uh, going to be in Jacksonville, and we're planning on some of that stuff. And you know sorry sorry for all of you guys in that regard, but. Ultimately, I do think it's hard to make a case that this is not better for Florida State getting to play at home, number one. And number two, Boise, they had to fly to Jacksonville and then bus to Tallahassee. So that's a little bit more wear and tear in terms of uh, fatigue and all that. So that's a further little bit of an advantage. And then finally, this game's going to be a nooner. And if you're going to play a team from the West Coast, play them at noon, folks. This is a 10 a.m. game for Boise, right? And also, by the way, it's going to be $10 general admission for for for, uh, for, for folks, and there's going to be no assigned seating. So this is going to be a ruckus crowd. I mean, it's free for students. It's going to be a ruckus crowd. I mean, this is probably going to be an unusually uh, rowdy crowd because you're not going to have the old boosters in the best seats necessarily. You're going to have a lot of... Uh, rabble rousers down potentially making noise closer to the closer to the action so that that also probably uh probably going to be a 
uh, an interesting atmosphere in that regard. But like I said, 10 a.m. Boise, Boise time. And also, here's the other thing. If you're you know familiar with Florida heat, and the vast majority of you, my listeners, are familiar with Florida heat, that Florida heat is very different at noon, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, than at 7 p.m., 8 p.m., 9 p.m., 10 p.m. It's going to be hot, hot. It's going to be humid. It's going to be direct sun. And Kendall Bryles is going to make that Boise State defense play 80, 90 plays in early afternoon Tallahassee heat. It's going to be 10 a.m. on their body clock. And they're going to be in early afternoon Tallahassee heat facing 80 80 or 90 plays. So that's actually a, a, a nice advantage for Florida State coming into this game. That that's a better that's a better situation than than playing in Jacksonville in a stadium that you haven't done all your scrimmages in, that's not home, and doing it in conditions where you're not going to get the full benefit of Florida climate versus Idaho climate. Those potatoes are going to have a little bit of a different feel once they've been cooked a little bit. Now, let's get to the actual preview here in terms of that's the preliminary stuff, just talking about some of the intangibles. Now we can talk tangibles. First and foremost, we're just going to talk special teams. And I'm not, I wouldn't normally open with special teams, as you guys know. But Florida State was terrible on special teams last year. The source of a lot of that of that horror show is now is now gone, and they're actually down a, a coach partly because of that. But Hampton is gone. They're not gonna, you're not going to have that issue, and I expect to see them actually be able to say fair catch a kickoff if uh, if you know that that's that the situation warrants it. Those are the sorts of things that you know might be good idea. So Florida State was awful in uh, in, in special teams last year. Here's the thing. Boise was every bit as awful last year, too, on special teams. This is a wash. And in fact, Boise has less likelihood of improving that this year by by miles than what Florida State does. Boise was 121st in SP special teams ranking last year. They were terrible. And they don't have a bunch of playmakers on in terms of uh, of special teams as well. So that that should be one where at least Florida State should not be in a situation where they're expecting to you know, where where last year they led the nation in uh in bad field position putting their defense in bad field position well at least in terms of special teams you expect you expect this one to be closer to a wash based on last year and you probably favor Florida State by a good amount if you factor in the removal of the cancer in terms of uh the, the coach responsible for that unit last year. So it's a good place to start. You expect Florida State to maybe win that, that, that matchup at the special teams a little, uh, little bit. I should also mention that uh, this, this uh, group of, of, uh, of coaches, and, and of course, Coach Snyder is, is heading up the, uh, the, the special teams for Florida State this year. They, they figured out during camp, huh, Logan Tyler really is a lot better punter if we let him go rugby style, which as it turned out, they knew last year, but didn't implement. 
So yeah, there's that. You'll see him rugby, rug, more rugby style punting in this game from Logan Tyler, and that's going to result in better punts and better defensive field position, even when they don't move the football on offense. So something to keep under your hat there. Secondly, we're going to talk Boise offense versus Florida State defense. Sponsor of this second part of the show is, of course, Luis Marquez of Kelly Williams Realty in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, Lewis was where the game was going to be played. And now, well, he wants to go. He's going to have to travel. Sorry to you, Lewis. But Lewis is one of those guys who's willing to travel if you need the work done. So like, I said, like I've said before, he's the best in the business in terms of real estate in Jacksonville. If you need your property listed or if you're looking for a property in the greater, greater Jacksonville area, you go through Lewis. Let him know that you heard about him from the Unconquered podcast. And then let me know that you've, uh, that you've bought a house through Lewis and I'll, I'll toss something nice in as well. All right. So Boise offense versus the Florida State defense. First things first. Boise is starting a freshman quarterback. They managed to get a freshman four-star, one of the Elite 11 kids from last year. How Boise lands those, those players, but Florida State the last couple of years hadn't even been able to land a, a recruit at the quarterback position is remarkable. But anyway, kid's going to be a, a good player, has the tools, solid arm. You, you expect him to be a, a good player, but he is starting in his first game as a true freshman. He, he was an early enrollee, so that's, that's, that, that's important. He knows their system. But he's never seen a college defense with live bullets flying, and then he gets to start with facing a, a defense that's loaded with, with Florida State talent. So regardless of how good he's going to be, this is still a pretty big step up from anything he's seen. So ultimately, Boise's success on offense is going to fall back to something else, and that's the fact that they have five returning starters on the offensive line, and that was a good offensive line. Had a couple all-conference guys, a couple guys that are legitimate NFL prospects on that offensive line. They, 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 are, they can run the football now. Last year, they had a very high success rate overall. They, they weren't very good explosively, they didn't have a bunch of explosive plays. They were only 101st in the nation in terms of explosiveness, and that was against Mountain West competition. So not talking about a team full of game breakers, but they marched the ball down the field because they, on 48% of their plays, they got the expected yardage gain. So they're getting five yards on first down. They're getting three yards on third and three. Very high success rate, 12th nationally last year in success rate. This is a team that wants to pound the football. And I'm telling you, that's going to be even more the case in this game due to Kendall Bryles' tempo. They're not going to want their defense to face 95 plays. And they were 90th in adjusted pace last year. They slowed the game down last year. I mean, that's close to, that, those are closer to Jimbo Fisher offensive numbers. That's what they did last year. And that was with a four-year starting senior quarterback or three or four-year starter with Rippon. So they were 90th in adjusted pace last year, not moving the, moving the ball quickly at all. And they're going to try to slow it down even more. And they're going to try to pound the football, run the football, run some clock, give their quarterback the, the opportunity to, to do some things on play action, but otherwise 
put him in, in good leverage situations. They ran the football 58% of the time on neutral downs last year. That's about average. So pretty much average in terms of balance. Average is, is 60%. So they're right around average. But when they ran it, they were 14th in rushing SP+. They could run the football last year. And that's what they're going to hang their hat on this year with a the, with the freshman quarterback. They're going to do that. And the other thing is that they have several, they have three quality t- uh, tight ends that are going to run out there with some size, guys that can catch the football, that can block. So I expect to see a lot of 21 personnel and even some 31 personnel. But they're going to probably base most of the time. They're going to they're going to play a lot of 21 personnel. So an inline tight end and an H-back or two H-backs. Now, what that's going to do is that's going to allow Florida State to play the big three, four personnel that they've played a lot in camp. So take that for what it's worth. That that keeps Florida State from playing playing a nickel. Now that may mean that maybe that maybe that's not their best 11, but in terms of run stopping and all of that, well, Florida State's going to be able to go big against their personnel. And in terms of what they're going to do in the passing game, they're going to play action, they're going to run shallows, they're going to run crosses, they're going to use the middle of the field in the passing game. At least they did in the last couple of years. And they're willing to throw intermediate. They're willing to 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 roll the quarterback and move the pocket a little bit and, and stress the defense that way. But a lot of things are going to be off play action because again, they're going to try to set the, the, the table gets set by, by their offensive line and their running game. And they are well coached. They're good on the line of scrimmage. And they're, this is a team that is, is geared around just fundamental football, control the line of scrimmage, don't turn it over and win each play. They've got one big play wide receiver, John Hightower. He's a 6'2", 175-pounder. Uh, he, can, he can run a little bit. But beyond that, they don't really have a whole lot that scares you in terms of big plays. It's just a matter of the, the Chinese water torture style thing where, you know, eight yards here, 15 yards there, you know, four yards, seven yards, that sort of thing. That's what they do. Now, a few interesting things to note. The last three games that they've played against FBS defenses, not against FBS, against Power 5 defenses, here's what they did. Last year against Oklahoma State, they scored 21 points on 87 plays. Oklahoma State was scoring quickly in that game, by the way. That's why. Even with their slower adjusted pace, they still had 87 plays because Oklahoma State just kept giving the football to them after scoring. 21 points on 87 plays. That's not good production. And they only managed 4.76 yards per play. Oklahoma State had a good defense last year, but it was not great. Then in 2017, against a good, but not great Virginia defense, it was good, you know, on the, on, on the, in the top 15 or 20, as I recall, 2017 UVA defense. They lost 40, 42 to 23 only managed 23 points against UVA on 4.61 yards per play. Slightly worse than Oklahoma State, as you would expect, because UVA was a better better, better team. And UVA, by the way, ran a, a scheme more, a little bit more similar to what Florida State's going to run here in this game. Then in 2017, in the bowl game against Oregon, they scored 38, which looks way better, but they still were at 5.34 yards per play, which is... 
average, okay. It's not what you would necessarily expect to be 38. And then you look and Oregon had four turnovers. And you go, oh. So in those last three games against Power 5 competition, they've not gone over 5, 5.3 yards per play. And they've struggled to go any against two of them. It was 4.76 and 4.61. And I think Florida State's personnel is better than both of those teams. I don't know if their defense is going to be quite as good as that UVA team in 2017, but it might be. They, the personnel is better. And the scheme is very similar. So this is a team that has been really good relative to its own competition. But then when they've stepped up in recent years against some of those power five teams, and again, UVA is a good comparison. 4.61 yards per play against UVA in 2017. And that's with a, that's with Rippon at quarterback. So as we wrap up the defensive side, the takeaways for me, they're going to have to run the football to win this game. And I don't believe they can run the ball well against Florida State, against what Florida State's doing schematically in terms of the big personnel up front. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball well enough against Florida State to, to score a lot of points. And I don't think they're going to manage over 4.6 yards per play. I think they're going to be in the same range as UVA or slightly worse than they were in 2017 against UVA with a freshman quarterback and without a whole lot of big plays. I think they're going to wind up four, under 4.6 yards per play. And then when you factor all that in, given, say, a game of about 13 drives, which it may be more than that, but let's say a game of 13 drives. I think that winds up with somewhere around a little bit under two, two, two points a drive. I think they're going to wind up with about 17 points in this game. That's, that's about where I, I figure based on what I see here, scoring 21 against Oklahoma state, 23 against UVA, obviously 38 off four turnovers against Oregon. If you, if you throw turnovers in there, we've talked about this before on, on the podcast. If you throw, if you put four turnovers in, in the game, well, everything we're talking about has to be has to be adjusted, obviously. But all things being equal, I don't think they score more than 20 points very easily against Florida State. I think that's, you know, 20, 21 points is, is reaching the limit, the upper limit, if Florida State doesn't just turn the ball over a bunch. So I, I think they wind up with about 17 to 20 points in this game. So that, that, to me, if Florida State scores 24 or 28 points, I'll say that that the magic number for Florida State to score in this game based on how Florida State's defense matches up with Boise's offense. I think if Florida State scores 28 points in this game, they win the game. And they, that might be a little high. But to me, that's the magic number. So we're going to go ahead and move then to, dis to discuss the other side of the ball. And the other side of the ball is, of course, brought to you by Garage Makeovers. They are the number one remodeling, garage remodeling company in South Florida, according to Home Advisor and to Angie's List. They'll do anything you need in the garage. If you have any needs for, uh, for if, or if you just have the inclination to have the best garage in the neighborhood, give Nathan at Garage Makeovers a call. Let him know you heard about him from the Unconquered podcast. All of that information is in the show notes as it is with all of my sponsors. And thanks again to all three of my sponsors who've been faithful in supporting the podcast over the, over the past couple of years. So now we get to the Boise defense versus the Florida State offense. And main thing to remember, the first thing to think about in terms of this matchup is Boise has a new defensive coordinator. They are shifting schemes. They're changing schemes here. They're moving from a 3-4 defense that was very similar 
to what Florida State's running now schematically. I mean, you watch them on tape, and they're running the same stuff that Florida State's now running. And then they're moving to a 4-2-5 front. Now, it's really not as big of a change as you might think. Now, they're going to get upfield a little bit more a little bit more quickly. They're going to one-gap a little bit more. But they're still going to stand up that defensive end a lot. Curtis Weaver, they, they have uh, that, that defensive end, that rush end that they call the stud, the stand-up defensive end. Curtis Weaver, he's their bell cow up front, 6'3", 265. He had, th- had 9.5 sacks last year. Very good edge rusher, one of the best in the country. And they've got a quality defensive line that they're going to put out there. And last year, when they were in the 3-4, they, they rushed Weaver off the edge a bunch as that fourth rusher, so it kind of turned into a four-man line quite a bit because of that 265 stand-up end. Now, the strength of the defense, they've got a quality defensive line and a really good edge rusher, but the real strength of the defense is a quality secondary. They, they can cover. They had a high interception rate, intercepted, I think, 4%, 4% of passes, and which is about double uh, what you would expect, uh, and didn't give up a whole lot of plays. They, they didn't give, give up much over the top. They're going to force you to execute down the field. It's a good secondary. Not as deep on the defensive line. If there's a bunch of plays in this game, you're going to start seeing them having to dip into freshmen. But basically, defensively, their profile last year was they weren't that great against the run. They were, they were only 51st nationally in rushing SP+. 51st. And again, that's against... Mountain West competition. Now, granted, that is that is adjusted for, uh, for uh, adjusted by opponent, but still, there's not a whole lot of opportunity to really face a, a key level opponent to move that to move that up or or down a whole lot. Anyway, fifty first in rushing SP plus. It's okay. It's average, a little above average, but not great. They don't have the the level of front personnel that you're going to see from Virginia, from Miami, from Boston College, from Clemson, from Florida. A lot of the teams on Florida State's schedule are better up front than Boise. Now, a lot of them would still take Curtis Weaver, that defensive end. That guy can play. Florida State, I'm telling you right now, would take that guy in a heartbeat. He'd be a starter at Florida State. But they were eighth in the nation in in sack rate last year, thanks in part to Weaver. And they were second in sack rate in the nation on passing downs. So if they got you in long long yardage last year, they got pressure and they, they, they took the quarterback down a lot. But like I said, they weren't that great stopping the run. It was all about getting teams to passing downs. And they were, by the way, third nationally in third and long. Third and long success rate, when they got you in third and long, you didn't do very well. Teams did not convert third and long against them. So the key for Florida State here, as you look at this, is they don't stop the run as well, and you've got to avoid being in in long yardage situations against them. Well, hmm. I'm just wondering exactly what you should be doing against this team. Maybe you should run the ball a lot, which it turns out is what Bryles MO is. And it's what Florida state has focused on all spring and all fall. Also worth noting that their defense, that the Boise defense was not as good in red zone or goal line situations as they were in longer passing, passing situations and all of that. Again, it it reflects that they had a quality pass rush and a very good secondary, but not quite as much in terms of stopping the run. So for me, Florida State's coming into this game determined to run the football. Boise has not been as good. 
at stopping the run. Florida State doesn't want to have to have to uh, to protect the passer in long yardage because that's probably going to be their biggest weakness again this year, offensively. And Boise is going to do everything they can to get Florida State into that situation because that's Boise's strength. So it's strength on strength or strength on weakness and strength on weakness in each case. Florida State's strength running the football, which is going to be their strength this year. I've, 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 I'm going to call that shot again. That's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to hang their hat on. And Florida State's not still not going to be as good as they need to be in protecting a passer. And that's where Boise's strong. So to me, it boils down to this. If Florida State can run the football like they should be able to, they probably win this game by three scores. If not, well, this game just got real interesting. Because third and long, you don't like the numbers when you look at it. If, if you're playing, if, you, if you're looking at who Boise returns and they're returning most of that defense, you're looking at what they're bringing back and you're looking at what they did last year. You're not liking third and long against them. Not with Florida State's personnel, not with, the, not with their difficulties blocking edge rushers. That doesn't look very good. So it's all about winning first and second down and running the football for Florida State. Now, it's also noting, worth noting, Kendall Bryles coordinated a game against Boise State's defense in 2016. The 2016 Motel, Motel 6 Cactus Bowl. And by the way, they shredded that defense. That was his last, last game at Baylor. So, yeah, he... Uh, He's seen them. He knows some of their young personnel at that time was they're now veterans now, but he's seen what basically what to expect from Boise, even though the defense is changing, a lot of things will still be similar. So that's helpful. But to me, this game boils down to really the the one key of this game. Can Florida state run the football on first and second down? If they're able to do that, they're going to win this game by three scores. If they can't, this game is a, is a coin flip. And you probably favor Boise, probably edge to Boise a little bit if they're able to stop the run. So for me, I'm again looking at what they did say against Oklahoma State last year. They gave up 6.49 yards per play before garbage time last year against Oklahoma State defensively. And they gave up a 56% rushing success rate against Oklahoma State last year. Now, Oklahoma State's offense is really good. So maybe Florida State won't expect to, you know, average six and a half yards per, per play. And maybe they're not going to have 56% rushing success rate, but they might be over 40, 45. And I'm expecting ultimately Florida State to wind up around six yards per play in this game. And given 13 drives, I think that puts them around 31 to 34, 31 to 38 points, somewhere in there. For me, now we'll get into the prediction part. I favor Florida State in this game. I think it's about a 70% chance that Florida State wins this game, especially in Tallahassee. I think that's about a 70% chance that Florida State wins this game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to favor Florida State. I'm going to give them uh, a win of 34 to 17 in this game. That's what I'm expecting based on what I've, uh, what I've heard from coming out of camp, what I've gotten from my sources, and what I've uh, gathered against Boise, uh, about Boise State. I think it's a... a it's a difficult matchup for Florida State. It's a quality team, a well-coached team that won't beat themselves. But ultimately, I think it boils down to Florida State being able to run the football, and I think Boise is going to have a little bit of trouble doing that against Florida State's front. And that 
ultimately boils down to, or that ultimately leads to an exhausted Boise defense late against Bryles tempo. And I think that's that. So, so that's what I'm going to go out on 70% chance of winning projected score of 34 to 17. I think Florida state wins this game and sets their season up on in much better footing than what we, what we saw last year. So we'll go ahead and wrap there. Before I go, I want to thank Keith Cheney, Casey Kidd, Chris Chartrand, Andrew Garrett, Bert Bertoldi. Those are my above. Those are the people at the, uh, at the bleach numbers level of support over at Patreon. And I just released a bunch of videos there, some Bryles offensive breakdowns, some, uh, some defensive breakdowns and, and all of that. I'm going to have a, uh, have more, more to come next week. Thanks always for, as always for the support. And also thanks to the three sponsors. This has been the Boise state preview. The first game preview of the 2019 Florida state season on the unconquered podcast. I'm your host, Jason Staples. Thanks for listening. Thank you all very much and have a great day if you want to.